This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by PayPal. These days, choices are everywhere. Like, for instance, the milk in your coffee. Would you like it from a cow? A nut? A tree? Everyone wants options. And now your customers have a new option in the way they pay. With PayPal in person. Just generate your unique QR code in the PayPal app for them to scan. And start accepting PayPal in person today. Learn more at paypal.com slash US slash get QR code. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Forgive me for running off the find the one thing I have to do. Welcome to episode 56 of the Washed Up Emo Podcast. Today we have not a band, but funny people. We have Phil Matarizzi and Mike Luciano from the new HBO animated series, Animals. It premieres today on HBO, and if you're listening to this after today, it's on demand, so go check it out there. Uh, It is a fantastic, fantastic show. And you know what? Mike and Phil are huge fans of punk, emo, and hardcore and we wanted to chat about it, so I'm so happy that they uh, took the time while they were in New York to hang out with me at the HBO offices. So we chat about the show and all the funny things about it, and we also chat about amazing, amazing bands and music that you all love. So hope you enjoy. So Phil, Mike, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us, us man. man. This is our first podcast, and we <laughs> were like nervous about doing podcasts. Not nervous, but we didn't. We purposely didn't want to do podcasts because I feel like. There's just so it just when, it's, uh, it saturates. When it's, yes, if you exactly. Too many. And when 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 you can see the promotional machine of people like, I got this book out. So like this sort of like famous person yeah, is yeah, doing yeah. every single podcast <laughs> that there is. It's the same fucking story. And I just think like I don't know. <laughs> but you we really dig your podcast, yeah. and we think it's cool. And we think it's pointed, and we love talking about music. And we try to in every like interview because a lot of times they're like, "What else do you want to talk about?" We're like. We put all our Brooklyn friends in yes, our show. Yeah. We play yeah. Luna stand up. Yeah. <laughs> just like giving them shout outs in every interview. This, this felt I don't like even think not work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, this we're one so used feels to really talking fun. the same kind of stuff, and this was like, oh, we'll get to talk about what we actually want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, when I interviewed Refuse, they relaxed instantly when I said, I know about old school DC, you know, New York straight edge hardcore, and they're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, cool. I don't have to explain. You know? <laughs> that's good. That's good. So, so, did you guys meet in Brooklyn? Uh, or did you grow up here, or was it? I'm from New York in Long Island, a little town called Seacliff. Phil's from New Jersey, okay. uh, and we both were living in New York uh, in Bushwick, and we worked at a uh, ad agency kind of production company in Manhattan. And Phil was a copywriter, and I was a video editor, and um, we knew each other for about a month. And we were kind of the two in the office that were. I mean, I guess other people were too, but we we knew that we were each making stuff yeah. outside of work. 
And so we kind of send each other different things. And uh, one day we were just looking out our window and there was this huge, uh, you know, these big panoramic views of the city. And there were these two pigeons on, on the opposite side. And we just kind of started riffing and it was funny. And then Phil was drawing stuff and he was like, you know what, I think I want to try uh, animating a little short, you know. And so had you done that, that before? No, I hadn't. I was doing a web comic at the time. Just I got this little $50 Wacom tablet and then I fucking stole Illustrator and I stole all these backgrounds and shit yeah. and Final Cut. And I just started mushing stuff together and, you know, I realized if you exported, you know, uh, a Phil Pigeon and then a Phil Blank Pigeon and then you copied and pasted the Phil Pigeon after it, you can make him blank and yeah. then he's moving and then they're expressing and then you lift the eyebrow up and then they're smiling. Uh, so it's really, it was really this thing of, we, we did it as a web series for a bit and we would screen it. Mike had a show at, um... A monthly, bi-monthly, or quad-yearly? <laughs> a quad-yearly? It, um, it shifted from... It was, it was, a, it was like a live um, variety show, and actually very similar to how you were describing your podcast, where you sort of realize you have all these people around you yeah. who are talented, and you yourself want to be making something and to kind of put pressure on yourself to uh, make something every month. Who'd you have on your show? Whatever. Like, you had Lost Boy, you had Empress of one time? Did oh, I wow. see her with we you? We were gonna, and then last minute it didn't work, and that was before before it all. Celestial she, she, Shore, She was right? in this band, Celestial Shore, uh, that are really great. Um, Mr. Twin Sister is uh, a band that, uh, formerly Twin Sister, um, they're uh, old old friends who I've known since Mike I was directed a bunch of their videos directed um, their first video and uh, they're just like really great friends and, and just this whole circle of, of uh, bands and music that was happening around there just having um, what years was that? maybe like 2011 2012 2013 um, and anyway it was just a place so to it'd like be like stand up then yeah. we would show these shorts and then it was these bands it was this cool like and, like, drummers from one band would, like, do a character early in the mm-hmm. show, and then someone who illustrated ended yeah. up being, yeah. like, in a band. Music so people doing comedy stuff, comedy people trying really weird cool. music things. I think we've always envisioned ourselves, like, in high school, we were both always in bands, from what I know from yeah. you now. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I was always in bands, and I went to a high school that, you know, we had a... We had a venue that was, like, kind of our own, and, like, the same four bands would, like, split yeah. the bill. and like, okay, we're headlining this yeah. time. Um and it was big. It was like the thing in our school. Like our our football team fucking sucked, and it like, you know, nothing yeah. else had that much um, emphasis on it. So that was you know kind of where a lot of us congregated. And I've always envisioned line. myself as like, you know, I was like in hardcore bands and shit. So once you like start, once you're like screaming in front of people, it's like. <laughs> Do we, we're about to do a Q and A for animals after this. It's so easy. Yeah, it's like, are you exactly. kidding me? I was, I was just, I was you're nuts when I was fifteen. Yeah. yeah. So now it's just like fucking. I so don't know, music? Did you guys silly. go to shows together in Brooklyn? Was that you did? We lived right, bands, right between our two houses was Shea Stadium, so oh, we would rad. end up there yeah. so much, yeah. and it was like fucking. Yeah, it's I love that so venue. great. Just like porches, seeing yeah. porches there was one of the greatest shows. Like an early Diarrhea Planet show where um, Marty Stern came out, so it was five guitarists at once, yeah. and like her too. Um, it was just a wall of sound. Yeah, yeah, so that place is fantastic to see shows. And yeah, just like the whole Williamsburg like to-do of those places. Big Both, Snow. A lot of which are... Big Snow Buffalo Lodge was where it's since been closed, like many of these 
places, unfortunately, but um, that was where we did this uh, live monthly show. It was there, and our friends ran it, and it was just... And we recorded our 12-minute yeah. quarter-hour pilot there. Yeah. So we recorded it in a venue with a friend of ours who, you know, just the mics and stuff, and we all had blankets on, because <laughs> oh, it was wow. a it was venue, freezing. and it was freezing, um, and we had to stop for ambulances and stuff. <laughs> it, it was good. It came out well. And then, I mean, music, for you guys... You know, doing that show, you're sort of getting to put everything together. All your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Not just, oh, we just have a music show. Because you get, you want something else. Yeah. And I mean, for us, it was, you know, our show is about New York City-based animals. And for us, it was, okay, we knew we wanted to make New York fake in such a way that it was shitty and fucking horrible. And more of a Gotham than, like, how we envision New York. Because truth be told, I, I love it. And I find it to be a very warm and welcoming place. But, um... The truth of New York that we brought to it was the music. You know, we wanted it to be how we, the, the lens we saw it through, which was through all these bands that we were going to see and, you know, listening to at the time. So we were able to throw them in. And it, it just like, it stemmed from necessity out, yeah. out of having to do it where we didn't have money to pay anybody. So it was just like, hey, man, we have this 12 minute thing. Yeah, we exactly. need someone to open yeah. it up. And um, then it just, you know, once you see those two things married together, you go, oh, this works, and this should always kind of be how it's done. Um, and yeah, yeah getting... just seeing it seeing it longer in the show and just letting letting different tracks really play out has been super fun. Um, I think the Diary of Planet sync was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah that's like, a good one. Because it's like halfway through the song. That yeah. song starts with, but it like kicks in. Yeah. It's just a... It's, it very, felt very like... Cool. Uh, that's always one of my favorite things is when you're like editing something or, or whatever you're making video-wise and then uh, if there's some like ending to it and kind of like always going, what's this ending thing going to be? And just trusting it's going to reveal itself. Yeah. To yeah. And then like that was that was such a, that album in particular, we listened to driving so much here, driving. Yeah. And we drove across country when we first moved out uh, to LA two years ago. And that was when we would just yeah, blast. Like and it just it came out. So, so when it, when you that came, yeah, it was yeah. just like it was, it was symbolic. It, it was yeah. inside you. Felt, you right? yeah, 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 it had to be that or Kurt Vile. <laughs> you know, they packed it. Back a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a big thing to us. The, the 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 hitting black on credits created by Phil and Mike is always like, I don't know. I, I love Just that shit. The, I, the other day, I went through it. every episode and I had a tweet drafted where I was like, "This, these are the bands that end every episode because yeah. it's re- it's really fun. It's like Deer Hoof. Well, it's fun to um, Shazam through it too. Yeah, 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 yeah oh, exactly. Cool. I didn't even think about that. I hope we should I get hope the little logo, that. the little logo on the bottom. <laughs> well, we're doing. I, I don't know exactly what it is. We haven't hashed out with the market people yet or anything. But I think there's going to be a Spotify playlist every episode that's or perfect, something like that, that which would be so easy. For. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or one universal list that they we're going to add to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we're going to try to put out a fucking record, which would be so Rad. cool. We're really <laughs> trying to get the gears going on that, but. Just the, let the people know. We want to yeah. get all these guys on one big compilation record, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, all these different publishing groups and stuff, it's tough. It's when you were pitching people the idea, think about it from like a, I get emails all day from bands, you know, and it's like, hey, so I got this thing, it's a demo, it's not done yet, but it's going to, it sounds like this. You kind of have to do that sometimes yeah. for a show you guys are putting oh. together. And it's like, you're kind of doing the same thing. All right, yeah. well, here's what it is. There's these animals, like... 
was it was it sometimes tough to get something something we've realized uh, after the fact is that our show is just it sounds so horrible when you describe it. It's well, it, non-loglineable. It, 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 yeah, you, you, you can't, can't you wrap can't it up, really yeah. capture it up, and 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 hopefully that. I mean, we see that as a good thing, but you know, uh, when when we were first making the the show and trying to figure out what it was going to be and turning it into a half hour, our assumption was okay. I guess we're going to have to go to networks and go. All right, you know, here's here's what you know. We'd write a script, a thirty page script of what the improv would be, but our show is our show is uh, improvised all in the same room, so it it's based off this beat sheet. So we just knew that like that wasn't going to work. So our two executive producers, Mark and Jay Duplass, their whole idea was like, well, just come with us and let's just do this whole show completely independently, and we can't promise it's going to wind up anywhere. But we can promise that you guys will have total creative control, and we'll make the whole thing and have all these great people do voices. And so, from to us, that just made so much sense because we knew how to do it. We knew. I, I mean, we would we would get drunk in Brooklyn at like Anchored Inn or somewhere near our general houses, and we just knew it was a show from the get go. And with a lot of weird projects like this, even if it's like a band or if it's a sound you want to make or art or anything. A lot of times you just have you have to show it. You have to show some iteration of it, um, and that way you know the more the more of a thing you show people that it's already a thing, they can't chip away from it. And they yeah. can't misinterpret it. Yeah, and they can't exactly. change it, and then the mouths don't have to fucking move, and it doesn't have to have more color or anything like that. So, so now we're that's just, what we really we're, we're, we're for, just doing yeah, shit as and, much as possible. And the cool thing is, just now we're in a place where it's. We know we want to use this Deerhoof song for this thing, and yeah. no one's going to tell us not to use that Deerhoof yeah, song. Yeah, we have you an know, excellent music supervisor, um, this gal Maggie Phillips, who has been like done amazing, th- gotten us fucking amazing music on the show, and um, we just kind of like say wild shit, <laughs> and she goes, yeah. I love that that's music so, like, a big part of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. We hand, we There's hand a pick lot every, of, every song in the show. A lot of conversations about it, yeah. We've had one band say no to us, and that's fine, because I love oh, them yeah, even more. Yeah, Sheer yeah. Mag. Yeah. I love you guys. You're truly my favorite band, oh, and I don't know what, what I did, but it was a true heartbreak. Really Mike weird. and I have written several letters for the show. One was to Bruce Springsteen, one was to Al Pacino, and one was to Sheer Mac. And I'll tell you what, Sheer Mac hurt the most. It hurt. And it was the longest. They iced us. Here's why we're DIY. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Sent on HBO letterhead. Uh, <laughs> I just love, I, you know, I fucking love them. I think we're in one of their, vi- the, the, oh, we were at the, the newer, show, oh, yeah. Fan the Flames. Yeah, yeah you can just see my right, hat. Right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was the, great show. I was going to say some of the stuff, I, I like the pigeons, I think the son, the macho guy from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. You know, that kind of back and forth. Yeah. And any, I think any New Yorker is just going to instantly sort of things. I mean, as soon as I heard the pigeons, I think of the pigeons that are near me. I live in an apartment where my window looks out to an alley mm-hmm. with no light. What do I hear in the morning? Two pigeons. And I think they're fucking. Like, they make these noises every morning. And I think they know that they're waking me up. And then it kind yeah. of like, I think you guys sort of did that in the same thing where you're yeah. like, wait a minute. They're probably having a party. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Or... they're um, you know, if you play chicken with a 
New York pigeon, like you're gonna move out of the way. You know, they're like pretty confident as they're walking they'll, down. And they'll the, know, the, the like walk. when yeah. they're gonna fly away right here. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. He, he'll know you're gonna get the shit scared out of you. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna be embarrassed because yeah. you're a giant compared to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like a fun world, and we we love that aspect of like talking about Central New Jersey. And there's a joke about what, what was that an Amtrak? Like someone got on the oh, yeah, Amtrak yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. and, and that's like joke, of course. Yeah, yeah, Mets, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Mike's a huge Mets fan. We almost had to almost put our feet in our mouth because they got to the fucking World Series this year. <laughs> yeah. um, went, so that joke that joke's from two Oh, really? Years ago. It was unbel- I went to every game. Wow. wow. It was unbelievable. Cool. Very cool. It was fun. Wow. But yeah, it was like, but I remember getting the tickets in the mail. You like give you the whole sheet, and I remember laughing with my friend. I'm like, we're never going to use those. Nah. And then we we're like, I guess we're using these. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. God. Oh, that's so awesome. But it is the butt of a joke, and I was like, well, of course you're going to have that joke in there. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Now it looks kind of even smarter because yeah, it, <laughs> it went from like, oh, but no, 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 yeah. to now it's like, all right, is it is it all going to be in New York? Because now you guys are in LA. Yeah, you guys are out in Silver dude. Lake Echo Park. Dude. Brunches go to three on Tuesdays we are gonna lose your edge I'm saying I feel it man that's why we gotta take these day trips back to New York City yeah yeah. right cloudy rainy and horrible okay got my fix we're in the HBO offices right now by the way so um uh, no, it will never, ever, ever, ever leave New York. Never, ever, ever, ever. Animals in Dallas. It'll be like the, uh, you like, know, it'll be like, uh, what is that show? At, like Law and Order, you know? It'll be like... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be funny. That's, that's if we need to, like, make money. If one of us just, like, you know... Gets involved in some serious debt, and ten years down the line, we go, "All right, hey Philly, remember old Mikey? Yeah. What do you think hey, about animals in Dallas? Come huh? on, man, be great! I got, I got two investors involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, They're not, not on our tail. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also, you know, you guys talking about music so much, and obviously this is the washed up emo podcast. So you guys know what those bands are. Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, I've seen references. You reference Jawbox and like yeah. a bunch of indie rock stuff. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm Great. very, you know, I think that's cool. Where did that start? Did was it older siblings? Was it someone that said, "Hey, don't listen to Top Forty. Here's where you need to go." I actually have a question for you that yeah. I wonder if you'll be able to answer. Do you remember a website called Epitonic? Oh, fuck. What years? I was really hoping you did. Um, it, uh, was it a message two thousand or no? Yeah, two thousand. I don't know. I was I that was where I went to find everything. Interesting. That was like my place to like find bands and I just remember nights of just sitting like and on weekends just sitting going through um it was like kind of a pitchforky And how would you listen to them? I cuz they would have Little MP, they would MP3 have a song snippets. or two and I would just go through all of their oh, bands and they'd have if you like this like here are three mm. other bands but it was all Was it gray? It was kind of gray and green. I remember yeah. the color. I can't, I don't remember. That's where I, I found. It, uh, that's the one of the big finds was finding Captain Jazz there, and that was like Little League and Oh Messy Life, and then buying that whole uh, that alphabetology. Whatever yeah, yeah, the discography. And then yeah. that sort of led me to that whole Jade Tree, um, those records, and then all the Kinsella stuff, and like. I love Joan of Arc. I was way I love into, Owen. Uh, That's how I jumped Owen's into great. it. So American I came from. Football. You can tell where I'm coming from. Yeah. It's like if yeah. I'm coming from Owen. Yeah, but it's but but I but people came around to that in that way too. And it's yeah. funny that I remember like obviously K 
Captain Jazz is, is kind of its own yeah. thing, and then uh, so is uh, um, Joan of Arc. You know, is obviously a very specific taste, but something like American Football, I remember playing that for people in high school and like people who weren't into this kind of music like mm-hmm. loved that, oh, yeah. that record. It's very I, accessible. I didn't think that was going to happen. Like these, yeah. now he's touring the world. Yeah, and, they just yeah, did their, the re-release thing and people like love it. Like I got to DJ one of their shows in New York and like play records and I, my favorite thing to do is if someone is in a band at the venue I will play their band to embarrass them. Yeah. Uh, Raina Maria was there yeah, and like, cool. reason yeah. and like I love their faces when they're like is someone actually playing my band? Yeah. But I think for them, you know, that record I call Never Meant the, you know, Stairway to Heaven of Emo. <laughs> Funny. Because like it's just it's the yes. song. Yes, yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's there. And so many bands now, yeah. newer bands yes. from you know the revival. Just I mean, obsessed with that. It was it was that that for me the like the it sounds so dorky to explain it this way, but like the phrase was math rock. I think that, yeah. that it what I, that was what I looked for 100%. for everything, and just that was the most in that formative time for me was the most like satisfying stuff where I could find something that was kind of like angular and weird time signatures. Did you ever listen to Ghosts and Vodka? No. Oh, dude. Ghosts and Vodka is the... The, sorry, this is. I'm gonna it's talking. okay, Mike. Go off. I the you got Aspergers all the time. <laughs> I'm what telling you, I was into this Maps shit. Analysis, I like Maps huh? analysis. Ooh, love them. Good. I'll finish my point. Ghost and Vodka is Victor Villarreal or something. I can't. I never know how to pronounce his name. The one of the guitarists in Captain Jazz. So not the Promise Ring dude. The other guy. And it's like, it's all instrumental, and they put out one album, and it's like the most fun um, ah. rock out but like weird time it was the it's like melodic but also really fucking cool and mm-hmm. satisfying um, that was the one that I loved too Tom are we gonna co- talk about Coed and Cambria or what would you like to mm, no <laughs> get into <laughs> it a friend of mine saw Coed and Cambria in Glassjaw and um, something in Asbury Park and he didn't like it really I saw I saw Taking Back Sunday Thursday Armor for Sleep at Coed and Cambria. I believe it was the same bill at Birch Hill in New Jersey. Um, I don't know. Maybe when I was like 14 or something like that. Wait, what year was that then? That was probably um, 2003. Something like that. <clears throat> something something around that area. Listen, I'm not showing off. I just wanted to talk too. I oh. felt like I wasn't talking <laughs> Get at in all. It. Get in well, it. The, uh, I'm hot on the heels, baby. Yeah. The, uh, no, we could talk about good stuff too. You said Raina Maria. I think I love them so much, and but but I will say they're one. They're once you see that all their albums laid out, it's the perfect reason to not do very um, very present graphic design at the time, like something that's really hot right then, because yeah. it's such an like 1999. That's what every right, album looked like. Right, oh yeah, 2000. Right, right, That's what every album looked yeah. like. Like it's so, there's like scissors on one, and there's like like <laughs> line so work on one. That just it's it's really funny to look at. Um, Jason from the Promise so did you know most of the artwork for the and a ton of bands yeah. of that era, and I had him on just talking about the artwork. Oh, cool. And I cracked a joke with him about just like you know how does it feel to have everyone talk about what you did in '98? Ah. <laughs> just like laughing, and, ah. you know, because obviously he's you know it was yeah. whatever it was that it just had whatever was available, but. You're right, those time periods, but all of those kind of time periods have it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the Armor for Sleep era. Oh, you know, I was, yeah. you know, I worked the What's What's Doing Your Dead record. Oh, cool. Equal Vision. It was super fun. I remember cold calling MTV. Um, you know, going down to Fuse all the time with Circus Survivor, kind of that. You cool. Know, all those bands, yeah. but like at that time there was a f- aesthetic. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah very much a, so. Yeah, and everyone was doing that same thing. So you could, I, we could almost have like and the had color kicking, right, too. right, the colors. Remember the sidekick sidekick phone? Stay on aim all day, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, never had to log off, and you could play uh, Brick Breaker. I remember that was like a big thing. <laughs> I think I saw an Armor for Sleep DVD, and they all had sidekicks, and I fucking. Straight up got a direction a, for our sidekicks. <laughs> that DVD was crazy to put together. I, that was oh yeah, yeah that was yeah that, that was, was what did you really do like around that area? Era, yeah, era. era. yeah but uh-huh. no, Coheed was fun. I remember the there was a thing where uh, Kevin Lineman from Warp Tour called Equal Vision at one time. I forget what year it was, but he said, "Hey, I think we got to." I'm paraphrasing. Hey, we got to move them. Why? The stage is moving when they play. Too many kids are going to see them. Like Whoa. it was that kind of moment where. You know, everyone was finding yeah. out. Yeah. Know, oh, yeah, like yeah. The yeah. Was, it, yeah, they were, they were, they were that fucking was fun because it was this. They had the story. They were really good, and it was just a totally different sound, like that metal kind of riffs they had and stuff. I always call it like I, I pre and post twelve sided die. You know, like second stage. Was, yeah, you know, yes. super, you know, rock, and then they kind of went, you know, out there, a little but little bit too deep. But they were. They were that thing. I remember hearing the record for the first time and being like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Mm-hmm. You want that when you hear something. You don't want to be like, oh, sounds like that band. Yeah. And you want yeah. to have to think a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. So did you guys good. go to shows together or no? You guys just go to different ones. We just went to. <laughs> I'm just we go, we go. Um, old school. Like old school stuff. Did you guys ever. Oh. Um, were you ever, did you realize later you were at the same show? Oh. No, I think, and surf I think or we would be two different stops because you would have. Nassau Coliseum or something like that, and I would have. I went to Jones. Oh, Jones well, Beach. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. only for like that was seeing like um. Well, like Warp Tour and like. Did you go to Saves the Day? Uh, I did, but it, I was a thing? different stop. I was oh, PNC. Oh, okay. okay. Saves the Day opening for um, Blink One Eight Two. Yeah. And and, we... and and oh fuck, was it Weezer or Green? Green Day. Day. It was then Green. It was Green, Green Day. Day. Yeah. It was two different. Uh, I love Saves the Day. Dude, they, I fucking um, yeah loved Saves the Day, yeah. and it was so interesting. Being that young and seeing a band that I love get no attention whatsoever. And they were, like, huge to me. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Blink-182 was even huger yeah, at the right. time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, to see them be daytime inside of PNC Bake Arts Arena, yeah. like, this huge place was, like, really cool. And, like, just playing at your funeral and just seeing people, like, not really get it. Ah. <laughs> it was really cool. And you they, fucking uh, knew that. They, so Chris is a lifer, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, he's going to do this forever. Um, Gabe, who's one of my besties, he uh, he is in uh, uh, Mr. Twin Sister, and mm-hmm. then um, his older brother uh, played bass for Saves the Day. And when we were growing up, you know, it was in, like, ninth grade, and that was just, like, that for me, it was that perfect age of, like, where Saves the Day is, like... Oh, yeah. ...was, you know, through being cool, and it was right when Stay What You Are came out. Yeah. That was just, like... That was their biggest, right? Yeah. Stay What They yeah. Are, for sure. Yeah. Because they had videos for it, and yeah. I remember seeing it on... And then I think In Reverie came out uh-huh. after that, yeah. Which is good, still really good, but different. Um, but, uh, anyway, going to, like, those shows and then, you know, get, just, like, meeting him before, me and my other buddy, like, 
meeting my good friend's older brother and like being completely starstruck. <laughs> was such a weird like dynamic. Your best <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was fucking, Are you they, know, that so was surreal. It saves the day a Long Island band or a New Jersey band? New Jersey. I think they're New Jersey. Fuck New Jersey. yeah, dude. Yeah. That's one for us, baby. <laughs> okay, so you have, but you also, Taking Back Sunday's you. All that, Long Island. all that like later emo stuff was Long Island. Like Taking Back Sunday brand, brand new, new yeah. which I was also into. Like, okay, thank God. So that, that. I just had John Nolan on. Oh, nice yeah, one! He did it, and uh, yeah, they—he um, was super rad. He, like, if you got when you guys listen to it, he's like yeah. so open about everything. But, yeah. Um, and Adam from the band. Yeah. I used to go to shows with him in North Carolina when I was in college. Yeah. Whoa, cool. Awesome. And then I remember telling that he, oh, I'm moving up to Long Island. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. And then, yeah. oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Yeah, they like took the. Um, I, it's just so funny thinking about how something like Taking Back Sunday was so like what. It means that they were so popular, you know. Like, I just—it's funny thinking about what uh, the different, two different angles that they came from to to get to that point. Like, I remember um, for me, I think you had uh, what's his name from Mineral, Chris Simpson. Chris Simpson. Is that his name? Um, that was like one of those bands. I'm sure I found from that website. That was like <laughs> that to me is like kind of the most emo band I've ever heard. I don't know <laughs> if you've heard them, but yeah. it's like. Um, I was so fucking into that that mix of like really um, start stop angular yeah totally and but like yeah it really that goes back I to found your, satisfying and, and um, you know it, it goes back to the bands you liked as far as yeah the totally yeah it's right there and his he was I was never into like lyrics at all it was never really my thing I was but, into riffs yeah I was just yeah exactly <laughs> some fucking riffs dude just some um, riffs dude. Breakdowns. I'm a huge fan of breakdowns. Yeah. I used to do a breakdown of the year show in college. I'd rank all the best hardcore breakdowns and play a show just of the breakdowns. That is so sick. And then I would and I would like call the bands and tell the labels like, Hey, X band won this year and one time I called I'd said Caven won for their uh, Until Your Heart Stops record. There's a insane breakdown on it. And I remember the band left like a voicemail on the like our college station thing, like, hey, this is a drummer who came in, like, thanks for having us what was it again? Number one, you know, break down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest day ever. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> oh, I love uh, that. I think those you know, those kind of things happened. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. On mm-hmm. Broken Wings, man, you guys ever hear them? Hardcore yeah. band yep. from I don't know about when, two thousand six, maybe yeah. two thousand seven. They had. I remember just in my town, like that album, their first album had the biggest breakdown on it. <laughs> it was because it would end and you thought it was done, and then and we'd, be, we'd be in my basement, and all my friends were like, That was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, the place would just drop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's what it's dubstep, you know? Right. It's basically right, dubstep. right, 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 right. It's that same yes. sort of energy yes, you get totally, out of it. Totally. It's funny to have both you guys on because sometimes I have someone that's like an older and they're like I love Fugazi Braid and then right. I have like a newer band like Ben from Armour has been on and yeah. he's oh, cool. got a certain reference mm-hmm. it's I mean we talk about it all the time there's that moment I call it post Bleed American where it <laughs> got fucking huge yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and not only the kids that were into punk yeah. rock got it it was the cheerleader was into yeah. it yes. the jock was into yeah, it and it, it was interesting yeah. that that happened I was happy for all the bands yeah. but it just got to this point where I'm like wow there's a lot more people here <laughs> yeah right. yeah which is good Clear out. Just well it's funny thinking moment. about like and you guys are right in like yeah, yeah we're two years apart yeah. Mike's two years older that's than so me. interesting I think that yeah. it was that strange time yes. where we were all in high school and that's where I learned a lot of my music was the people mm-hmm. one grade above me two grades yeah. above me like they were really into 
they had these reference points that I could sort of glom onto, but yeah. also mostly just new shit, you know? And that's kind of what I listen to still. Yeah. Even now, I just yeah. like mostly exploding in sound bands who are just yeah. contemporary, existing right now. Anyway. Um, you mentioned Grown Up's weird, isn't it? That's another one. Bob, oh, great, all Bob yeah. Nana's stuff was, he was just like another guy that, all that Chicago stuff that uh, was just obsessed with. Um, hey Mercedes. Uh, Bob Hey Mercedes. Was like, they're, they're a band, that, that Every Night Fireworks record is like so good. And so um, every time I put it on, like I'll maybe not hear it for sometimes a year or something and put it on. It's, I mean, I guess that happens with records you love at a formative time, but that one is always still satisfying to me. Hey, do you know? Right. Do you remember um, Anatomy of a Ghost? Yes. Before Portugal the Man, is yes. that who they became? I, I feel so. like you would like them because it's kind cool. of instrumentational, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of like weird angular vocals. Because I remember hearing them, and they were like, it was just through like Pure Volume or something. People were like, they're from like Alaska. It's really weird. I don't know if it was true or yeah, not, right. but it was they just like Alaska. one of those bands yeah. that had that sort of allure where it's like, yeah, I get it. Like he sounds like. He sounds like he's like cold or something. <laughs> just like applying a little, a lot of different shit to it. Yeah, he's probably singing in Celsius. Yeah, <laughs> so, something like that. <laughs> uh, did you ever listen to Engine Down? No. Engine Down, no. you would like. Okay. From Richmond, very. I'm angular. writing it down. I mean, I've heard of Engine Down. They're fantastic. Okay. The, uh, but I just I love that middle ground where you guys like. Yeah, it's. It's funny. such a in like that time where. You know, there was this older regime. There was these older groups of people that were into stuff, but then it got pop. It was yeah. on MTV. Do you think it was, it was on the internet news. too. I think yes. like, cause yeah, because MySpace yeah, was yeah, happening, totally. and that's where I found so. Well, I guess Pure Volume was right before MySpace, right? Of like, it was around where the same you would have those. Th- yeah, I guess so. But Something yeah, MySpace like was it. I mean, the there was a band that I remember pitching at MTV Two once when I was at. Equal Vision, and the way that I got them to play it was I looked at all the artists they were playing, saw what their MySpace plays were, and then showed them this band and said, yeah. "I've got twice that." Right. And they're like, "Well, what? guess we got to put it on." Right. Yeah. You know, but that, well, that was the metric. Yeah, right. totally. and now it's the Facebook like or how many people watch mm-hmm. the yeah. video on Facebook for how long. It's it's interesting how. I think it got fast. You started it. Mm-hmm. No, but you it got, did this. <laughs> <laughs> but everything got fast, yeah. really quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. I'm on this message board, yeah. or I'm on your site looking up stuff. It got yeah. where totally. any band we could think of right now, we can look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Any uh-huh. band we can look, we can find on Spotify or download it illegally. Yeah, like it's it got quick. It's yeah. trippy, man. I I I long for the long for the days as if I lived it. I I I remember hearing about uh, God. I don't remember what you know. What? I think it was the fucking Dave Grohl documentary that was on HBO. It's okay. Oh right yeah, here I'm talking about. Um, Where they talk about Sunny Day for point three seconds. No, do that. Oh, because oh, what's his name from Nate, Sunny Day? Yeah, was, right. Oh yeah. Um, but he was just talking about the idea of like of uh, um, locations being being the the way that a music genre formed or not a genre, but like a you know a certain sound or whatever a band's doing based on their location and like just imagining be able to find a band in some town that like blows your mind and is like your favorite thing and then like getting to you know just uh, buy that or however you get that and um there was there was work involved it's kind of yeah the little bit of discovery other other than 
hearing it, but I mean... You were a Lewis and Clark of sorts. <laughs> right. Of emo. But I love that, you know, you did have pure volume. You had easier yeah. ways to ingest, and you were probably listening to more music, but did you know track 12? Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, totally. It, it was... It's just the way knowledge is even spread yeah. now, too. Where and all, I go, we have know, going back of... to TV, like... You know, the intention span of someone to watch something for 22 minutes, 25 minutes, that's hard. Yeah. 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 That being said, yeah. watch Animals on HBO animals. Go, HBO uh, Now. It's yeah. A lot of, some episodes are 28 minutes long, yeah. but a lot of them are clocking around 22 and a half. Share it's, our Snapchats. It's really Share easy our... breezy. It's a sketch show. You know, you, yeah, there's a lot of colors. It's fast. It moves fast. It's a good show. Season two should have all emo bands. That'd be good. That would be cool. I, you know, oh, I I'll thought curate. about, do, I thought yeah. about like somehow <laughs> making awesome. it a bit more concentrated, or at least New York, yeah, doing bands or something like that. But also, fuck it, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's so hard making a show sucks. It's yeah. a fucking pain in the ass. Um, I think we have to go. My, One last question oh, before we have to go. Yeah. And see all your family. You know, doing this like. Do you guys, um, you know, seeing the similarities with music and your that sort of struggle you just said, it, it, it fucking sucks. What, what's been awesome about it? What's been this, you guys quit, you know, what you were doing professionally. That's a huge leap. Yeah. And for you guys to kind of do that, what's been, it's the show, you know, the show's out, coming out. Like, what's that, what's that thing you were like, have you been able to look back and be like, I can't believe we fucking did that? Or I, The whole thing <laughs> has definitely been that. I think the big thing is that it's been... And especially now when we're writing season two, it's been so much of a Phil and Mike thing. Like, we never had to ask permission. Or we never had to go through a bunch of steps or talk to a lot of people. There was never... That's why we did an animated show, because we could control all the program. We could control how it looked. We can... It's just us talking into a microphone and editing it after that and animating to that. Um, I think the fact that we were able to choose the music, we were able to choose the look of it, we were able to tell the stories we wanted to tell without going through any loops or anything. I mean, it, we're. I'm stoked that I have a show of 10 episodes right now that is like a s snapshot of all, who we are right now. It feels very much like that. And, you know, getting the people we want on our show was like awesome we didn't have to ask anybody or we didn't have to like hit a certain level of fame necessarily every episode or anything like that because it wasn't it was never about that and our show has a scene with fucking kurt vile and john lovitz you so know it's rad. just like so are <laughs> yeah. like our tastes yeah just like shotgunned onto a wall and now it's this weird show that's really funny and really really sweet I yeah like that. yeah no, I, letting people see that my parents fucking you know getting to see that yeah. we weren't just in California fucking yeah, off you yeah. know what I mean because for a while it was just what are they doing they live in an yeah. apartment I'm not sure they need he needs money yeah. <laughs> so yeah that was that was, that was that's tricky. the thing you guys went through the struggle you guys yeah man you just gotta do it you just gotta fucking do your do, you, do the damn thing and if it fails that's alright that's, That's all right. right. <laughs> it's not about winning or failing. It's about doing it and finishing something. That's yeah. the other thing we just talk about. It's like a lot we, of people talk, but never like. Yeah, yeah. And don't talk about your band you're going to start. Don't talk about the script you're going to write. Do it. Do it. You don't have to. Have don't permission. tweet about it all day. Yeah. Do it. Yes. Just not making something perfect is like such a relief, and it's yeah. so much better to go like, okay, I just have to do it by this time, and then suddenly you go, oh wait. 
I only have this many resources, I only have this many things, but I have to make something in that time. And then when you do, it's it's gonna be, you know, what it's gonna be and it'll be um you know, at least something you'll have. You'll have something to go. Hey, I, I made something. Mm-hmm. And you keep getting. And then better. you have the thing that you can reshape. Yes, you, know? you have the engine of the the, the body of the car, and then mm-hmm. you can put cool in. motors in it. Put sweet. My parents are on hairdressers. It. I don't know anything about cars. Is that a V six? Cool. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Bye. Man. We love you. Thank you for listening to episode 56 of the Washed Up Emo Podcast. Phil and Mike, thanks for being on the show. Again, go check out their new animated series on HBO, Animals, right now. Question, complaints, comments, head on over to washedupemo.com or any social network. We're there. Until next time, see ya.